welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Week one in the books. Let's go. Great week. Week one in the books. A lot of craziness. A lot of trap games. A lot of uh, head scratchers. Ugliness, too. Ugly. Yeah. Offenses did not start out very good, did they? One of those rare things where the, the defenses were the stronger point in week one. Yeah, as yeah. As opposed to the O's. Yeah, the defenses look great starting off. The offenses just look lackluster. Unless you're Philly or Detroit. That's it, though. Eh, Kansas City. Yeah. yeah I, I I hope Buffalo. all did well this week in fantasy. Hope you all did well. I, a lot of you all – remember, it's just week one. Don't panic if, if that dude didn't plan, pan out for you. I know we had a lot of predictions, and most of them were correct. We had a few that are um, a little bit off, but week one. It's week one. Anything happens. Uh, a, a lot of these, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go by on a game by game basis. Um, kind of tell y'all who who showed out, who underperformed. Um, a waiver wire ad um, from that game, if there is a waiver wire ad that we think would be good from that game. Uh, just give you our thoughts on some of the guys that that underperformed that we think are gonna be okay, um, or that overperformed, and we think maybe you know don't fully trust what's happening. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna take this a, a game by game basis and just break it down for you all. Um, and, and it's time, it's time to get that, that mid season management happening. But again, I don't recommend a whole lot of moves cause it's just week one. Let's not panic yet. People, if, if your guy isn't panning out, of course, unless we call your guy out for sucking and playing it on him sucking for a while, but let's start off with the Thursday night banger, which ended up being kind of less of a banger. Uh, just the Bills absolutely showing off. Bills beating the Rams in L.A. 31-10. to uh, What are your all thoughts on this game? It was phenomenal for one side. Josh Allen showed that he's still the best quarterback in the league when it comes to fantasy. The guy was phenomenal. He led the team in rushing yards. He was great through the air. Stephon Diggs continuously roasted Jalen Ramsey, which was nice to see, and my boy Gabe Davis showed out and put up a touchdown. So, I mean, it looked good. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe did exactly what you said he'd do, man. I got to give you props. It, is Jalen Ramsey an elite corner anymore? Has he hit that downfall that all elite corners hit? <sighs> he might be on the downswing, man. I got to see him against somebody else other than one of the top receivers in the league. It all is week know. one, yeah. Let, let's not overreact on it. It didn't look promising for him, but let's see. Yeah, I, it seems like the elite corners more than any other position just fall off a cliff extremely fast. Hardest position in football, in my opinion. Yeah, the, I the agree. game the game is set up for you to be unsuccessful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'm kind of like for all you Devin Singletary owners, just he was f- incredibly efficient, but just what we thought was going to happen, he's just not getting the ball. Uh, he he had six yards per carry, but he only got the ball eight times. I mean, it, it stinks, but I've you know I think that's that's going to be the type of season that we can expect out of Devin Singletary. Yeah, I I think in PPR leagues, I mean Zach Moss six targets. 
Six you know, receptions think, too, yeah. He might be the Zach Moss might be the guy to have in, in pure PPR leagues, but I mean, you're playing him only if you have to. I don't know. I, it's, that's another thing where I don't want to overreact on, man. I don't. I don't see Zach Moss getting six, you know, receptions a week or so. And Devin Singletary's just one of those guys, man. He's kind of like Miles Sanders, to where they just don't give him the ball when they when he gets the ball, he's incredibly efficient. I expect the, the the rushing attempts to go up as the season goes on. I'm actually he's a guy that I would I've actually tried to go out and get uh, while he's still cheap. He he killed it, you know, the last five games of the season. So uh, he's he's kind of a wait and see guy for me personally. Yeah, I, you know, let's let's talk about Allen Robinson, man. How big of a disappointment was he? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and notch out the top tier. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup are who we thought they were. Um, elite, yeah. phenomenal, and congratulations if you have them because they're going to be that way all year. Yeah, man, a Rob, dude. I know, uh, I know. A lot of people had high hopes for him, hoping he'd go back to like the old Bears days, like this is the best quarterback. But man, like he, you kind of take a step back and like only two targets. Two targets. I mean, that's they wouldn't even get looked at. That's what hurts the most. That's absolutely what hurts the most right there is two targets. Like in your in your first game, like you said, brand new offense. You you want to see more than that. Tyler Higby got eleven. Tyler Higby got eleven. Um uh, I'll I guess I'll be the first to plug a possible waiver wire stash. Um Ben Skaronic, He got six targets. He was uh, he was number two as far as the receivers go, um in in targets. Um obviously he's a late round guy. If you have if you don't have a very deep bench um, he's not worth it, but if you have like a LaVisca Chenault or something sitting on your bench, he might be worth a replacement because the Rams offense will get it together. I think, I think one of the biggest things that I saw from this game is how incredible the Bills defense is. The Rams are going to put up points this year, period. They're going to put up a lot of points. Um, and if Skoronek is second receivers and targets and if he can kind of keep that, uh, obviously I don't think it'll be second every time a Rob's going to come up uh, a Rob owners. Don't panic. Uh, yeah, this this is an incredible defense. Um, I think he's going to be okay. Uh, Skoronek is kind of my first waiver wire plug, but that's a big iffy. I wouldn't if you're on a fab situation. I I don't put any money on him. Uh, just just keep an eye on him. Uh, what do y'all think about the Cam Akers situation? Three carries for zero yards. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so, man. I mean. Guys you didn't tell me so. I, you know, oh, you're are you talking about your injury situation? I'm talking to fans, man. Yeah, guys just don't come back from Achilles. Darrell Henderson, if he's on the waivers in your league, which he should not be. He shouldn't. He is your absolute number one waiver wire pickup this week, bar none. I mean, you want a piece of the Rams backfield. McVay uses bell cow backs. Um, guys I, are going to have an opportunity machine. I literally sent a text. We have a little group text between us. Um, the first, like the very first play they were on the field where I said Darrell Henderson starting because it was it's one of those things. Cam Akers was getting drafted. His ADP was him as the number one. Goni, Goni, what do you make of it? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's rough to see with the only three carries, no yards, but he was nursing a leg injury coming into this game. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as to whether or not the game plan might have been to not play him at all. Okay, but you're not fire selling yet. Okay, Ky- Kyron Williams, he got hurt like immediately. So I think the game plan might have been, you know, rest up Cam Akers a little bit 
But if you if you see something like this next week, then uh, full blown panic mode. It's already right now. You're kind of the alarm's going off a little bit, and you're like, "Oh no, what did I do? Why didn't I listen to Begley all off season?" But <laughs> let's hold out for one more week. Uh, see what the distribution looks like. Surely, surely the Rams play better next week. They have the Falcons, hundred percent. So we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Um, the uh, Wayne, I got one, one more little positional to talk about here the the bill slot receiver right could be lucrative do you like jameson or isaiah isaiah mckenzie did one or the other doing enough to sep- separate themselves in your eyes uh it's the bill's offense i mean uh, it's definitely not going to hurt you to stash a piece of the bill's offense but i think i think josh allen has his one and two yeah, I mean they went they went four and three targets respectively. It, it, right now, it kind of just looks like they're going to split the slot snaps until you know. I guess either someone emerges or maybe they'll just you know be content to rock with that for now. I mean Isaiah McKenzie had all the hype. I, Jamison got qu- quite a bit of work, all things considered. Yeah, Jamison's a return man as well, so uh, he typically misses the first player too. Um, oh, last little tidbit. Sorry, last little tidbit as well. Uh, Zach Moss and James Cook both fumbling. Terrible. Excellent news for Singletary owners as well. Just one little extra nudge there. Sorry, go ahead. it up a little bit. Um, our next game, we got the Saints um, at the Falcons. Uh, a, a barn burner. Wasn't pretty, but we had a Jameis Winston comeback. Um, Jameis Winston, uh, 23 for 34. 269 yards and two tutties come in late. Um, all my Michael Thomas guys, I, I want to get hyped for Michael Thomas. You know, I was leading the Michael Thomas bandwagon. Hey, it was a very touchdown dependent thing, and I know we got two of them. Um, but uh, Jameis, if Jameis Winston's fourth quarter and second half of third quarter play transitions to a full game, he could be dangerous. But, man, he looked ugly in the first half. So, so let's just hope that that was just Jameis shaking some rust off. Um, I, I, th- I think Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh oh. I, I've, I. This is one guy. One. This is one guy who I'm panicking after week one, just because if you all recall, Alvin Kamara is something that all three of us faded. And before, as we were doing our week one predictions, we said if there's a week that Alvin Kamara is going to be a stud, it's this one. And he was anything but a stud in this one. Yeah, it was ugly, man. Uh, like you said, I tip the cap to you on that, honestly, for Jameis Winston. He came back from a 16-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Um, that's really when he turned it on. Michael Thomas, he liked to see the eight targets that he got. Uh, Jarvis Landry, man, seven for 114 on nine targets. He, he looked really good. Looked very Olave, good. Olave, a little modest three for 41 jammy there. So, I mean... Yeah, I don't, that's that's pre- pretty much the Saints offense in a nutshell. Corderell Patterson went ahead and showed out. Do you think that's something that's going to continue, boys? I do. I, I mean, 22 Damian for a buck 20 in a touch. Yeah, Damian Williams, he's at the rib injury. Uh, Algier was a healthy scratch. I'll tell you where he's at uh, with Arthur Smith. Fire up your Corderells for a few weeks. Yeah, he's a guy that, like, for some reason just dropped off, and I, I'm not going to act like I wasn't – part of that crew but Cordero looks like he did last year 
just great. And I and I hate to I hate to pivot back to the Saints here, but like as far as waiver wire goes, Taysom Hill rostered in only four percent of ESPN leagues, uh, rushing for eighty one yards and a touchdown, um, and tacking on a reception is is Taysom Hill worth worth an and he he he's a tight end now. He's listed as a tight end now. Is is he a waiver wire option that y'all are looking at? It looks like they're using them like they've always used them. Yeah, I mean, he had the one big run. Outside of that, he really wasn't used. He was only on the field for 12 snaps, or 16 snaps, I'm sorry, and he blocked on eight of them. So, but he is a bit of a Chico at the tight end spot. I mean, going with a little bit of game theory there. Yeah, I mean, he could fill in for a couple plays at quarterback as well. That To me, that's like a a streaming option with, with upside kind of thing. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily hang my head on consistent, steady production. Like we got this week, he, he broke off a monster run. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's good to see. You don't see any other tight ends in the game throwing passes or, you know, running the football. So I, I, I tell you who I'm not panicked about at all is Drake London. He looked good. Gentlemen, he looked really good. Five Drake for London. 74. Yeah, not, had, not a not a huge uh, point output day, but um, he's he's obviously being looked at. Yeah, he looked really well. I mean, Kyle Pitts had a, a awful day by Kyle Pitts standards to your dynasty players who drafted really him by first. any standards. Yeah, um, yeah, seven targets. I mean, so Mariota looked at him. Uh, he just didn't catch a lot of them. Well, that's um, scary. Yeah. And Marcus Mariota is another guy. I mean, he's he's putting up great numbers. He's still got legs. I mean, he rushed for 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for fantasy purposes, he he put up pretty good points. But, I mean, I'm still not sold on really any any Falcons receivers because he's just not that accurate. I mean, I know like, yeah. like 60-ish percent um, completion percentage, but, I mean, for only 200 yards, it, we're talking six yards per attempt. I mean. Yeah, I I, I thought Desmond Ritter would, would take this job by middle of the year, but, I mean, if Mariochi's playing this way, it could be a super flex play all year, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. I've, I've got no ads personally for, for this game, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, we have uh, a shocker. A shocker. Uh, 49ers um, at Bears. Um, the Bears took it 19-10. to 10. Uh, uh, Let me say it before we dive into this mad mob. I don't know if you watched this game or just looked at the stats. It was an absolute downpour. They looked like they were playing under Niagara Falls. Um, so I don't think, unless, spoiler alert, unless there's an injury that happened to you in this game, I'm not really hanging my hat on performances too much on this game just because it was such terrible conditions to do anything in. Um so yeah, we'll just jump into it. Um, Goni, you want to give us some uh, what you saw? Yeah, like you said, man, it was monsooning out there. Um, on Justin Fields, one of his touchdown passes, he literally slip and slid on the field for like twenty yards. Um, I mean, personally, I like Khalil Herbert's, you know, efficiency in this game. Uh, nine for forty-five and a touchdown. Yep. He, I, Montgomery had 17 carries and only put up 26 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you didn't really get a lot of production from either side. And, uh, I mean, again, we're going to attribute that to the weather. I kind of give everyone a pass. But I was pretty impressed with the Niners overall. They had 176 yards on the ground split amongst five guys. Um, 
which is kind of, you know, a good segue into the fact that Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for what's looking like two months right now with a sprained MCL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm looking at Jeff Wilson is he might be my top waiver priority this week if he's available in your league. He's, he's looking like he's available in 29% of leagues on Sleeper and 83 on Yahoo. And then a late stash worth worth a possible flyer just because of the Niners offense. Uh, Jordan Mason, uh, he played over Tyrion Davis-Price. Tyrion Davis-Price is inactive. Uh, Jordan Mason is an undrafted rookie, and he, he logged five snaps. Uh, so, I mean, he's available in 55% of leagues on sleeper. He could get in the mix. You, you saw what happened last year with Mitchell kind of coming out of nowhere. So, it, never say never with the Niners. Beggs, what'd you see, man? Man, I I was a little disappointed in Cole Komet. You know, he was uh, he was the podcast unsung hero. Uh, one target. Uh, but, again, this game is an asterisk, right? We're not going to judge any receivers, especially in this game. Um, David Montgomery, man, and um, – and Jeff Wilson ran 31 routes. They only got six targets between them, which goes to show Fields and Lance and, and the running quarterbacks just don't check down. So I think Wilson has a lot more upside in standard and half-point PPR leagues, but he's still a must-add in all leagues. Um, but Goni summed up everything, man. Um, Jeff Wilson's the guy to get here. Yeah, yeah. It's, don't panic, anybody. Darnell Mooney owners, don't panic. Colcomet owners, don't panic. Justin Fields completed eight passes. I mean, he only attempted 17. Trey Lance had a terrible day. I know a lot of people drafted him with um, high upside. He didn't do much. Um, it just uh, This was just big asterisks. The only thing we can take away from this game is an Elijah Mitchell injury, um, and I agree with uh, agree with Goni's just snag Jeff Wilson uh, and probably his backup because 49ers running backs are cursed. So um, go ahead and Google the practice squad running backs for the 49ers and go ahead and snag some of them. Um, because they'll probably get some PT by the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, well big asterisks on this game. Uh, weather was just impossible to play in. It was reminded me of that uh, Patriots game where Mac Jones attempted like three passes all game. Yeah, the hurricane game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, next game. This was a good game. If you all missed this one, I recommend going back and watching it. It was a good game, fun game to watch. Um, uh, Steelers at Bengals. Uh, I, I, I had a blast watching this game and I'm a fan of neither. Um, I live the closest to Cincinnati, so it's pretty much, you know, that's, I watched the Bengals play my team, the Bucks, whenever they're there, you know, uh, I know last year, Goni and I, we had a, we, we had a game we went to where we just had a ton of fantasy players in it. So we just went to it to cheer our fantasy players on, um, boys, this was a game right here. I mean, Najee Harris, I, I'm trying. I'm trying not to toot my own horn on some of these takes because it is week one. So on the takes that I'm wrong with, you know, I'm not bringing them up because it's week one. So I, I'm not going to say anything about Najee. Um, but his day was saved by a, t- a goal line touchdown pass. Um, Deontay Johnson, my boy DJ, didn't put up a great, um, uh, great game numbers wise, but had 12 targets. Um, and a phenomenal catch. I don't know if y'all saw that sideline one-handed grab. Yes. Phenomenal yes. catch. Um, he he led the receivers. At, I think the, the second most um, targets was six. Um, so he doubled the second most receivers' targets. So he's getting looked at. He's going to be fine. Um, uh, Begley's boy, Friar Myth, uh, 
led in in receiving yards, uh, buoyed by a thirty-one yard jammy, but but that's that's still no problem. Mitch Trubisky didn't look terrible, didn't look good, but he didn't look terrible. He did enough to win. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really all we can say say right now. Uh, Joe Burrow might have played the worst game of his NFL career. Uh, five turnovers in total, mm. four interceptions, and a, a lost fumble. And the man still had an opportunity to win. This game was a lot of fun to watch, but it was also one of the ugliest games I have watched in recent memory. We have overtime. Going overtime, overtime was overtime dude, doinks was. off off the uprights, uh, and you just feel really bad for the Steelers because they fear that T.J. Watt has torn his pectoral muscle, and it could be potentially season-ending. So. I mean, that's that's rough for them. T. Higgins also left the game with a concussion. He's currently in the protocol. You just and never so know with that. so if he can't go this week, yeah, if he can't go, it's, uh, you know, Tyler Boyd is going to move up to the number two spot. And Mike Thomas, who actually wasn't too bad either, the other Mike Thomas, uh, to the number three spot against the Cowboys this week. I don't know if necessarily either of them are worth streaming. I don't even know if they're out there. I'm sure Mike Thomas might be. Tyler Boyd would probably be your one to target if he's around and you need a guy, but man, Najee should be good to go next week. Jamar Chase did what Jamar Chase does. We don't really yeah. have to expand on him. He did Jamar Chase things. Uh, how do you feel about the, this Joe Mixon performance, Bex? Man, Joe Mixon led all running backs uh, in week one in terms of uh, opportunity. Um, he's Kind of surprised, man. I thought he'd see the little carries to, to P. Ryan or Chris Evans, but it's still the Joe Mixon show. One rush. P. Ryan, one rush. Yeah. I, if you're in a redraft league and you need some help at running back, Joe Mixon's a guy who's going to get a lot of volume this year. Um, Friar Muth, the original podcast MVP, was an absolute monster. You said it best. How about Hayden Hurst, though, for, for Cincinnati? Decent streaming tight end, got a lot of targets. He, he was helped because T. Higgins was out. Um, same for Tyler Boyd, but what really disappointed me was we knew Pittsburgh's offensive line was horrendous, but Cincinnati's with all the money they spent on their line yeah. did not look great. Sacked no. seven times. Joe Burrow was sacked seven times this game. Yeah, it, I mean they allowed the third most pressure uh, in Week One. Um, it just 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 gross. I mean Joe Mixon, even though he got a ton of volume, was not efficient with his volume, but. You know, we'll see. But we love volume. Volume is king. I actually, I actually messed up. Mike Thomas. I, I was referring to Hayden Hurst, who, who had a good game, as opposed to Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas only had one. I wasn't going to call you out on his on Mike Thomas' (laughs) one reception for five yards, but I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I think the verdict is, Najee may be what we said he was. It might be time to think about trying to sell him while he still got value. I don't want to say. Don't make me say I told you so on this one yet. Don't make me say it. I'm gonna let another week because I'm not. I'm not gonna fall on the sword from some of my takes that are wrong. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna toot my horn on Najee and Kamara yet. Um, And this is one of those things too. And we're getting to this game. Um, We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll. I'll I'll explain the point I was making when we get to the game. Um, Our next game on the list was was another good game to watch. A lot of offense. Um, the Eagles um, beating the Lions 38-35. The poor Lions, man. They just lose close game after close game after close game. They cannot get over that hump. Um, first thing that stuck out to me was, what's up, A.J. Brown? 
A.J. Brown, dude. Nuts. He went nuts. No touchdowns and went nuts. When you're not getting any touchdowns and you're still tier one, uh, sign me up for that guy. Jalen Hurts. Let's toot our let's toot our horn on Jalen Hurts. We all called that. We called him a top five quarterback. And when you got a quarterback rushing for almost a hundred yards and then throwing for over two hundred, you know what's phenomenal about Jalen Hurts and and something that we were real big on, going back to the fact that he only threw sixteen touchdown passes last year and, and finished so well. Jalen Hurts was the number four QB like QB on the week, throwing no touchdowns. That's phenomenal. Didn't break 300 yards passing, but he was the number four quarterback this week. He you got to love that. In the first half. There's oh, there's better games to come out of this man for sure. He, If he puts it together and he throws touchdown passes, he could absolutely. He, there's a lane, a pathway to him finishing as the QB1 if all things break right. I'm not saying that he will necessarily. I'm saying, but the pathway is absolutely there. Yeah. What about what about Miles Sanders? I was literally about to bring that up. I, I'm not I'm not sold, not sold. Sorry, Miles yeah. Sanders owners that streamed him late and were excited after this good game. I'm just I'm not sold on him. My uh, favorite. Uh, listen, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott got a rushing touchdown. They're still figuring right. it out in the backfield. I'm not sold on it. What What do you think, Beggs? Miles Sanders got he got he got three red zone touches this week which was half of all he got last year. To me, I'm with you, Wayne. This is a, a clear regression. I mean, maybe they finally decided to give him the ball. I'm, I'm scared to death. I'd rather have Gainwell for the cost over Miles Sanders. Gainwell uh, actually had almost as many opportunities if you factor in receptions as Miles Sanders did. So um, I like Gainwell. How about Jamal Williams being the goal line vulture? Man. We got to change that. Yeah, that's rough. What a, what a scab, dude. That's rough, man. Like that, DeAndre Swift could have could have been the RB one this week by a million. Yeah, by a million and three. Absolutely, that's just rough to see. The you know, I'm in Ross St. Brown. How about that man getting 12 targets? Everyone was kind of skeptical about him carrying over from last year, and oh, Hawkinson's back and Swift is back. He's going to fade into be like irrelevancy. And he led the team in targets, led the team in receptions, yards, and he scored a tutty. This, uh, it, like we say, it's week one. We'll wait to see what happens. But this was very encouraging to see if you have Amon Ross St. Brown on your team. Very you know good. what's discouraging is Devonta Smith, two targets. Wayne? That's a rough one. What do you think, Wayne? Is, is that a guy that's going to bounce back? Or, I mean, Detroit's pretty bad in the secondary. Well, Devonta Smith, had he had four targets. Um but he had uh, no receptions. Uh, zero points out of Devonta Smith. That was one guy I talked about late who I said I'm very curious to see. That's that's actually when we were doing this game preview. I said I'm really interested to see what Devonta Smith does. Um, and nothing is the answer. Uh, I'm, I'm scared to death of Devonta Smith. I'm glad I don't have him on any of my teams. I don't want him on any of my teams. Um, I'm sorry if you do have him. But the first decent game he has, fire sale. That's yeah, let's let's wait and see. It, obviously, this is very discouraging to to see that. But he did get. I mean, he got four targets. That's kind of rough. It's second on the team to Goddard and Gainwell. He tied them. AJ Brown had thirteen of them things. So let let's put our hand on the panic button, but let's not press yet. Yeah, 
I, a guy, the, the last point for me that I'm keeping an eye on is DJ Chark. I mean, he had a 15-point fantasy game in PPR. Nice touchdown. I, what this shows me, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a little touchdown. Pin. What this shows me, though, is Jamal Williams, who's a, a stash in Dynasty, you know, it seems like Jared Goff might be able to support two wide receivers on offense, plus Hawk, who had a decent game. I mean, he didn't set the world on fire, but 7.8. We're on record saying Jared Goff is, is not terrible. Um, yeah. I, he, did, he didn't play great. He had an 80 QBR, um, 21 of 37 for 215, but he's not terrible. And, and when, you got, when you got people like D. Swift and Jamal back there, you got to respect the run. So I think yeah. he'll have opportunities to really, to really beef up his receivers. I think you're right. Yeah. Just keep an eye on Jamal Williams. If you can get him cheap, man, in the dynasty, might be worth it. The, the, Eagles, defense, the, Eagles, the Eagles defense doesn't suck, and, and he dropped 35 on them. So, I mean. Their front seven doesn't suck. Their, their secondary is not so good. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to help him out, man. Trying to help out old Dan. Uh, Fair enough. All right, next game. Uh, maybe we'll let Goni speak on this one a little bit. We got Gross. Patriots at Dolphins, seven to twenty. Gross. Taking an absolute <laughs> molly whopping. Yeah, I mean, it it just wasn't wasn't fun to watch, man. We didn't look good at all. Uh, we're getting smacked, you know, just pressured. Um, Tyreek Hill obviously did his thing. Uh, Tua looked. Tua, Tua did a good job. I, I think Tua did a pretty good job, uh, given the circumstances. Tyreek Hill, 8 for 94, no touchdowns. Jalen Waddle broke free for a tutty himself. And, you know, the defense just put down a lot of pressure, and they, they kind of handled the run game of the Patriots. It's really what the Patriots leaned on last year. And it, we were just kind of shut down, shut down. Seven points is, is no bueno. And either way, Dolphins beat us every year, man. This is this is common. Yeah, J- Jacoby Myers still is the main target for the Patriots. It seems he is. Uh, just racks up targets. I was disappointed in Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, I know Tom Montgomery played, which is going to cap his ceiling. But they, they, we talked all about Ramondre's uh, uh, upside in receiving game. Two targets, going two catchable targets, I should say. My my dad is filtered by catchable targets. Um. A little disappointed, but well, he had two, he had two targets, two receptions, so they were it. they were catchable because he caught him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the the guy that I I was actually most excited about was Chase Edmonds. I mean, he's clearly the receiving back in this offense. Um, I, I weight my opportunities based on receptions versus carries, and he almost tripled Raheem Mostert's uh, opportunities this game. So I'm trying to buy in on uh, Chase Edmonds right now. I'm not sold on Chase Edmonds. Um, he he was closer to doubling than tripling. Um, I, seven people logged a rush for the Dolphins in this game. Um, I, I don't like that at all. Um, you're he's solely dependent. I mean he he was extremely inefficient. Twelve rushes for twenty five yards. Um, he's he's extremely pass dependent. Um, but he did get four receptions. He was third on the team. Um, in targets, and he turned every single target into a reception. Um, so he's he's doing pretty decent there. I, I'm not sold on him to start him yet, just because he's getting uh, he's he's not a good running back. <laughs> well, no, but but you know, in, in PPR, one reception is equal to ten yards of rushing, right? Which is a little skewed. So give me the receiving back in a PPR league all the time, and that seems to be what he is. That's a, so you're gonna go out and get him? He's not a waiver wire guy. You, you no, want to go no, out and get not. him? 
but but he's a guy that I'm trying to get for cheap. Uh, I, I just feel like he's going to get at least five targets, possibly a week. Um, but you guys are Jalen Waddle owners. We talked about it a little bit off air. Yep. He had the nice play, the nice touchdown catch. Aside from that, wasn't really involved in the offense. Is it just a New England game script kind of thing? What's going on with Jalen Waddle? He was three for 27, you know, without that, without the 42-yard touchdown reception that he broke away. That's just something that's built into him, though, man. He's got the Jets. He's got the burners. He can he can break a, a big play at any time. And, you know, we've mentioned plenty of times last year he was just a PPR machine. He just short game, screens, just little things here and there. And this year I think we'll see more efficiency out of it. Uh, I don't necessarily think the targets break down to – Tyreek getting 12 and Waddle only getting five. So, you know, on the weeks that you get five, you're going to have to hope for these touchdowns. But as a wide receiver, too, I'm, I like him. I, I'm confident going forward. Wayne, you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's his talent. It's not like it was like a Dante Pettis, Justin Fields rollout, chuck to him wide open type of situation. I mean, One it was for 51. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a, uh, it was a it was a throw. It was a great catch, and he showed out his speed. I think it was a pure talent play that got him that big play, um, not a luck situation. Um, I think I think five targets is is a floor for Jalen Waddle. So I mean, even if he doesn't get the touchdown, I think in upcoming weeks um, his target share increases. Okay. And they got the, the Dolphins got a got a got a stud, man. They're they're gonna show them off in week one. They're gonna show their fans this is what we paid for, this is what we got now. Yes. Uh they don't yeah, have to do that every week. It, and if you were worried about Tyreek Hill, don't be. Looked looked great. Also, Mac looked Jones, good. Mac Jones is dealing with back spasms. He went and got an X ray. They're negative. Uh he has a chance to play this week. He might not. If he can't go, Brian Hoyer gets the start. Devontae Parker had one reception for nine yards, our shiny new playmaking toy that we got in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. No waiver wire ads anywhere. Don't play any Patriots next week. Revenge game, and he let us down. Devontae Parker. <laughs> revenge game. The Devontae Parker revenge speaking, game. Speaking of revenge slip? games, segue. Another revenge game where we were let down. Ravens beating the Jets. Um, Joe Flacco. Couldn't get it done, but didn't play terrible, but didn't play good. Uh, boys, how do we feel about – are you all jumping um, head first onto the Devin DuVernay train? You know, I actually uh, drafted him as like just a late-round guy to hang on to because of how thin they are at wide receiver. We, we talked about it in the offseason that you had Rashad Bateman and it was going to be either Devin DuVernay or James Proche. Well, this past weekend it was Devin DuVernay. He's got to throw it to someone. He's got to throw it to someone. Mark Andrews didn't really get a lot done. Rashad Bateman even didn't get a whole lot done. So if you need a wide receiver, he might be a guy to go get. Uh, Mark Andrews owners, don't panic. He he did lead the team in targets. Um, five for fifty-two. Um, it yields a a ten-point fantasy output. Um, on a on not too heavy of a passing day. Um, Devin Duvernay got two bombs. Um, for the touchdown, I think you know if those don't happen, Mark Andrews gets at least one of them. Um, so yeah, don't don't panic, Mark Andrews owners. Uh, I on both sides. I mean. Michael Carter, super efficient. 
um, heavily used in the passing game, heavily used in the – he's the one that I was looking at the most because I know we have a lot of people asking about Brees Hall. Um, uh, get boys. Brees Hall was targeted ten times. Michael Carter was targeted nine times. I mean, they didn't seem like they wanted to rush the ball. I mean, a total of 17 rushes, and that's including uh, Joe Flacco. Ooh, get out of there, rush. Uh, does that happen again with Zach Wilson, or was that kind of like a Joe Flacco plan? Old quarterback syndrome, bro. We've talked about this numerous times. Like it, It's just old quarterback syndrome. Joe Flacco's definitely one of the older guys in the league. He, he doesn't have it anymore. His bones are brittle and don't doesn't want to break, so he's just trying to get that. 50, 59 attempts. Um, Joe Flacco, I, he's definitely icing the shoulder after that game. Uh, Beggs, what'd you see? Yeah, the, the Jets were the most pressured team in the league in, in week one, so Joe was just trying not to get hit. Although I, I think Michael Carter is the guy to own in the backfield, man. Um, <clears throat> again, my my touches and targets are, are depending on catchability. Uh, but he out-touched Reese Hall 17-12 in this game. Um, super efficient with it. And he was good last year. You know, everybody was scared off of Michael Carter because of Reese Hall, but they forget. He was he was rather decent when he had the opportunity last year. Um, I don't Garrett, have my um, Garrett Wilson targeted more, more yards. Than Elijah yeah, Moore. I don't want to pat myself on the back about Mark Andrews yet. It's early. He did get a lot of targets. But uh, against the Jets, man, I was expected to be a pretty good matchup. Um, so I, I'm not ringing the alarm bells, but I'm curious to see how he bounces back. Get Garrett Wilson, man, super involved. But you know how more targets than Garrett Wilson? Was Corey Davis. Waiver wire pickup possibility. Big time targets. And you got to think, the Jets are going to have to throw the ball quite a bit this year, man. Their defense... It held up in the first half, but it broke down pretty quick. Flacco threw 59 times, so you're you're right. That could be a trend going forward here. Uh, also, one other thing I have to add on it as well. If you were considering picking up Kenyon Drake because of this J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards jammy that's going down right now where Gus Edwards is on the pup list, not playing for four weeks, Dobbins was out, Kenyon Drake was awful. 11 for 31, no touchdowns. If he's on your waiver wire, leave that man where he lays. Let him be. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like waiver wire pickups. Grab King. Why? He was terrible. Yep, yeah. I agree. Don't touch him. Let's move on to another game where we actually got some couple waiver wire spiciness. Jags uh, dropping a game to the Commanders, twenty-two to twenty-eight. Um, incredibly uh, impressed with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, he's another guy that's criminally underrated. Uh, dropped a game. He he got his revenge against the Jags. Uh, the revenge. He got some revenge. Um, uh, he played great. Uh, we got a couple guys in here that I know we were kind of talking about off air in in Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel not being rostered in a lot of leagues. Um, Goni, I'll let you kind of speak on it because I know you you singled out Curtis Samuel. Yeah, man, this was, you know, it was good to see. Curtis Samuel had the injury last year, and, uh, I mean, honestly, he had 11 targets and four carries. He was kind of brought in from the Panthers by Ron Rivera because he liked him as that kind of gadget do-it-all guy, and he led the team in targets. He put up a touchdown, led the team in, you know, receptions. 
he could be a good go-to option for the commanders and Carson Wentz. It, really, a lot of these guys kind of showed out, to be honest with you. Not, no one went like an exploded, but McLaurin did all right. Curtis Samuel was all right. Even even Logan Thomas, who, who Beggs mentioned in his first game action back from his injury last year. Jahan Dotson, this one's a little tricky for me. Just, you know, which one do you grab? You can't stash all of them. My bet, I, I'm going with the, I'm going where the ball went, and it was Curtis Samuel. He, he's available in 94% of Yahoo leagues right now, so he's out there. Uh, that's who I would take personally going forward, and just seeing what you get at him. Yeah, I, I, I think as long as Washington keeps throwing the ball as much as they are, I, I don't know that you can go wrong. I, I'm with you on Curtis Samuel. I mean, he did it before in Carolina. You saw how Ron Rivera used him. Um. Caught a lot of screen passes, a lot of bubble passes. I mean, his average depth of target was only one yard. I, I like Dodson. I mean, he's he's kind of the more the home run hitter compared to Samuel, uh, more the downfield threat. But I don't think you can really go wrong. I'm okay with either one of them, to be honest with you. Um, uh, sell Antonio Gibson high, right, gentlemen? We're selling him high right now. If you're in a dynasty, if you're in a dynasty, get out. Get out of that man right now if you can for whatever you can. If you're in if you're in a, a redraft, you have really no choice but to ride. And there's no reason not to ride, honestly. Yeah, he was he was efficient on the ground. I mean, four point one yards per carry and was targeted the second most out of anybody on the team. Um and had the most receiving yards. And that's what everybody wants from Antonio Gibson is is that receiving work. Seven receptions for seventy two yards. Uh that's that's stellar. Uh a big takeaway from this game for me is it was Travis Etienne on a serious snap count or, or what's going on? Because Etienne was very efficient on the ground. Uh, four rushes for 47 yards, uh, had two two receptions to tack on 18. Uh, James Robinson was the workhorse on the ground. And I, uh, James Robinson also looked very good. What's your all's yeah, takeaway yeah. on that one? James Robinson, he might be the first – modern medicine miracle to come back from an Achilles injury. Well, I'm not quite buying it yet. Um, ETN had a, had a drop touchdown pass late in the first half, and he had a fumble. And I think that kind of reduced his touches in the second half. Um, by my opportunity metric that I've got here, they were about even. Um, I'm, I still like ETN in the backfield, man. He's getting the pass and work in a PPR league. Give me the pass catcher. Yeah, and James Robinson, man, that's that's one of those things where I'm I'm going to need you to prove it to me. Yeah, he had a he had two touchdowns. One of them was a three yard reception. He went eleven for sixty six. So yeah, he was efficient. It's just uh, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it. I'm not going out and trading for him or anything like that. I no. doubt he's on anyone's waivers either. If he's on the waivers, I'd be willing to go and get him, but highly unlikely. Um, yeah, just prove it to me again. Prove it to uh, me again. Uh, and last comments on this game. Um, shout out to uh, Travis Etienne losing to the Commanders and Trevor Etienne, his little brother, um, running back for the Florida Gators, losing to um, my Kentucky Wildcats. So, Cats. Yep. Go Cats. Um, Etienne's big L's this, this weekend. Uh, Goni, how did the Red Foxes do? Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, our next game, we had another – Another sketchy one. Uh, another uh, another game to the revenge wire. Revenge game. Uh, huh? <laughs> we did have a revenge game. <laughs> revenge games did not go well 
No. They went no, terrible they this week. Uh, Browns beating the Panthers in Carolina 26-24. to 24. Not the prettiest game I've ever seen in my life. Um, Jacoby Brissett, 18 for 34. Uh, 4.3 yards per attempt. I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, Amari Cooper did what we thought he was going to do. Not a whole lot. We faded him heavily, especially with the um, – especially with the uh, suspension being extended. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb did exactly what we thought we'd do. Just inc- incredibly efficient on the ground. Um, he's that dude in standard uh, scoring formats. Yeah. Um, but is even is still doing good enough even without a touchdown to where he's still a viable option on uh, in PPR formats. Um, but just, just a, a stud on the ground, Kareem Hunt, um, tacking on a touchdown and just being heavily utilized in the passing game. He had a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Um, but I, I think the guy, and, and Begley, I'll let you take it over, um, the guy that we're thinking might be on the waiver wire that you want to pick it up. Well, you guys know I like Donovan Peoples-Jones, man. One of the most targeted players across football with 11 targets at week one. I, you know, I think it's a little bit of a byproduct of Amari Cooper being not good. I mean, I call him the penny loafer for a reason, man. He just lollygags through routes. He's awful. It's horrible to watch. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, when when Watson comes back, you know, he's always like that Will Fuller, stretch the field kind of guy. Well, that's what Donovan Peoples-Jones is for Cleveland. So in deeper leagues, I'm taking a flyer on this cat, man. Uh, If nothing else, just for a late playoff push with Deshaun. Um, Wayne, uh, what about DJ Moore, man? A little bit disappointing in the PPR column. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Baker Mayfield looked terrible. Uh, 16 for 27. Uh, he, Denzel he, Ward. Did I say Denzel Ward? Oh, yeah. No, he was no. up against Denzel Ward. <laughs> uh, I thought you said I said Denzel Ward. I was like, where, when would I have no, said that? No, no, no. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Christian McCaffrey didn't have that great of a game either. Are we panicking with CMC? No. Uh, Robbie Anderson. That's Robbie with an IE. After he went and got his name changed in the offseason from a Y. Uh, not sure why you did that, but I'm fading you solely because you did that. Uh, he's not going to lead the league in in targets f- in, very often. That's going to be DJ Moore's thing. Um, but uh, that being said, do we want to talk about Robbie Anderson? I mean, what's his – is he on waiver wires? Robbie Anderson to me going, and you tell me if you disagree, but this is your ultimate – Boom and bust, the Sean Jackson kind of guy. I know he got the targets, but I just can't trust him week over week. I mean, last he had year, a seventy-five yard touchdown catch. Yeah, yeah, which you take that buoyed away, his stats greatly. So I, I mean, it, it's like we said, four for twenty-seven. If you take away that that outlier touchdown, it, it did happen. So we're gonna go ahead and count it he's been terrible like the last two years and his main thing is like he just can't catch the targets have always been there i'd say if you're in a dynasty and for some reason he's out there stash him don't go buy him don't like just don't do it he's he hasn't been good the last couple years but a redraft i'm probably not going to waste you know my waiver priority or my fab on him uh one last thing though as well going back to the nick chubb kareem hunt how is it? How infuriating is it that Nick Chubb finished with 141 yards and a reception for two yards, 
and got outscored fantasy-wise by Kareem Hunt, who had 46 in a tutty on the ground and 24 in a tutty through the air. Man. Infuriating if you're a Chubb owner. It's it's infuriating because Nick Chubb gets him to the goal line, and then Nick Chubb should get the goal line run, but they always do some pansy little Kareem Hunt out route uh, to the flat, and it's it's it never fails, dude. And I don't have Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, but man, I, it was just hard to watch Nick Chubb work his way down the field just to have uh, Kareem Hunt pull Jamal Williams. It's the it's the it's the passing back effect of a, a PPR league, man. You want the pass catcher for this exact reason. He was four for twenty four in the air. Nick Chubb would have scored a touchdown just to match that point output. Hey, one one waiver wire pickup that I might have, and it's probably one of the only times I'd ever say this. I'm not usually big on kickers in any way. I actually get into it with one of our good friends over kickers and how much they don't matter. But look into Cade York, the rookie for the Browns. He went four for four with a game-winning field goal in his debut, and the Browns look like a team that's going to be kicking a lot of field goals this year. Just food for thought. Dynasty, redraft, wherever. He was sweeping the grass with his huevos when he walked off the field after that one, man. Absolutely, man. First game, four for four, and then the game winner. Next, Next game we got, uh, you, you've heard the age-old saying, um, tying is worse than kissing your sister. And boy, is it. Uh, we got a tie between the Colts and the Texans. Nobody called this. I don't care who you are out there. Um, Colts should have absolutely blown them out of the water. Um, but for all you JT owners, your number one pick did your number one pick things. You got the value out of them. Um, Matt Ryan threw the ball 50 times, um, which is huge for all you Michael Pittman owners who also got nine receptions, uh, to the tune of 125, 121 yards and a touchdown. I think we're going to see a lot of this throughout the year. I think Matt Ryan throwing the ball a lot, uh, Jonathan Taylor. And it's like, that they just had the ball a lot, you know. Uh, Matt Ryan threw the ball fifty times, and JT rushed the ball thirty-one times. So just the opportunities are there for everyone to be successful in the Colts' offense, even on a low scoring. Like I, like when I look at this stat line, if I didn't know the final score, I would have thought that the Colts put up close to forty. So yeah. the fact that they're putting up twenty, uh, Jonathan Taylor can put up the numbers he put up. Um, over 20 fantasy points. Um, uh, Michael Pittman put up 20. You know, it, it just it's. I think Paris Campbell came out as um, the number two, even though it was a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. What do y'all think about the situation? I, I'm eager to hear you two, Damian Pierce lovers, speak on the situation. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but just a couple of quick thoughts for me um, before we get to Pierce is. Kylan Granson seemed to be the tight end uh, in Indy over Mo Ali Cox. Uh, he had six targets to Mo Ali's two. Um, seems like Naheem Hines was a pretty good bet. Um, my part six targets, six catches. Seemed to be pretty involved in the game early, not just game scripted. Uh, might be a guy to watch on your waivers. Uh, we'll see though; it's a little early. And let's boys, let's collectively pat ourselves on the back. Let's tap our scapulas for Michael Pittman. We were on him as a wide receiver one to start the year. Good call, gentlemen. Michael Pittman. Yeah, going going into the Damian Pierce, it, it wasn't 
wasn't pretty by any means. Rex Burkhead didn't really muster too much more, but Damian Pierce finished with 11 carries for 33 yards. Uh, he also had a reception for six yards. And, you know, it's just there wasn't a whole lot of offense to go around as a whole. I mean, Brandon Cooks got his seven for 82, no touchdowns. O.J. Howard, I mean, I can't really say eight. He had two receptions. Come on, man. He's worth a wa- He's worth a peak on your waivers. Ah, oh, man. He's worth a peak. Oh, no. Wayne, Wayne Wayne says he's worth a peak. I'm I'm not sold on it yet, man. When you score two touchdowns and only have two targets and two receptions, then you're being looked at in the important part of the field. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, Davis Mills, Davis Mills. We we called this out preseason that he's uh, one of those guys that never gets thought of as being a decent quarterback. And 23 for 37 for 240 and two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, 98, almost a 99 QBR. He he did. Solid. And he tied the Colts as the biggest dogs going into the week. So hats off to him for that. Really. They minus eight minus eight and a half, you know, going into the game the Colts were and, hey. and Davis Mills went in there and got a tie. So I mean Brandon, it's something. Brandon Cooks, uh, we called him the lockiest of locks and as a wide receiver too. And by God, if fifteen points isn't wide receiver prime wide receiver two point output, I don't know what is. Boys, we're tapping scapulas. Guys, week. Hey, Brandon well, Cooks owners, enjoy your 15 points week in and week out. <laughs> uh, you know, one last thing about Damian Pierce. Don't give up on him yet, man. The Colts have an incredible defense, and they have an especially good run defense. PFF rated him as the number one run defense in the league this week. DeForest Buckner is a man. Don't yeah. give up on Damian Pierce. All right, next game, we got a, a, a real eye-opener, a surprising one. Uh, the Giants beating the Titans 21-20. to um, The Giants, big cojones, day ball, uh, getting that touchdown uh, for the score to be 20-19 to and then going for the two-point conversion. If I ever see a coach going for the two-point conversion for the win, I'm always rooting for him to win. And in this case, he won. Uh, Danny Dimes, uh, he had a pick, but super efficient. I mean, 17 for 21. Uh, completion percentage was great. That's that's over 80% completion percentage. Um, his pick was a boneheaded pick. I don't know if you all saw it. It was just a terrible pass. Um, he eliminates that, and he had, a he had, dare I say it, a, a good game. Um, but obviously what everybody is thinking of on this one is Saquon Barkley absolutely going ham bone um, to the tune of 164 yards. Uh, Tutty, six receptions uh, for 30 yards. Just an absolutely nutty stat line. Drum roll, please. That I don't think is going to hold up. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, it, it's early. It's early to tell. This is absolutely one of the surprises for us all being down on Saquon this year. I know there was a lot of hype for him rolling in as a value pick in your drafts. And it's encouraging to see against the Titans. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Titans are a pretty good defense generally. So this this is pretty nice to see for Saquon Barkley. I would have liked to have seen it the last couple of years when I had you on my fantasy team. It didn't happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how it goes. Derrick Henry, however, not so mm. good. Nope. Not so good, man. 21 carries, 82 yards. It's not, it's not Derrick Henry-esque. You know, it's just... It's nothing crazy. Traylon Burks, three for 55, not bad for the debut. Kyle Phillips, six for 66. 
Dontrell Hilliard. He seems to be a, a guy that is uh, hot on the waivers right now in the early going, uh, solely off of his three receptions, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. How do you guys feel about him? I'm avoiding him like the plague. I'm going to let everybody else spend their fab on him. Uh, I think he's kind of a he's a handcuff, but he's not worth what people are going to spend. LeBron James. I think with Derrick Henry, um, and Wayne, I'll let you speak to Dontrell here in a second. Um, I don't have much to add on this game, but I think with Henry, I think what you're seeing is when teams stack the box, the Titans don't have the the weapons on the outside right now to to punish teams for loading the box. Uh, Tennessee saw the most loader fronts of any team this week, to no surprise to anybody. Um, and Burks and Phillips and, and Robert Woods couldn't make him pay for it. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it was kind of weird because I, I watched a lot of this game. They're, they didn't do a lot of play action. I mean, Derrick Henry, it's like you know when they're running the ball, which I know is the vast majority of the time. But Derrick Henry will like uh, he'll be like ten yards behind uh, Daniel Jones just so he can be at full speed when he hits the line, and I feel like it's absolutely like telegraphing their plays. They need to start that they need to start doing more play action. Derrick Henry needs to go out to the second level and be a safety net for a dumb down. Uh, and and yeah, I agree, Begley. They don't have a lot of speed on the outside, and that's what's causing the the loaded boxes. But they got to do something else, and I think. Uh, I think Vrabel's going to figure it out. I think they're going to they're learn a lot from the film session. Um, Derek Henry owners, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Um, as far as Hilliard, I just, yeah, I'm leaving him on the waivers. I'm not impressed. I'm, I, I don't think he's going to be. This is Derek Henry's offense, um, and, and it's going to ring true throughout the entire season. So, I mean, if you have a very weak bench, yeah, he's worth a stash, um, but uh, but I'm, I'm not going for him. <clears throat> Yeah. Next game, uh, Vikings, uh, Packers at Vikings. Uh, the Packers absolutely getting shut down, getting beat seven to twenty three um, in Minnesota. Um, Aaron Rodgers not looking good at all, um, and uh, Jordan Love getting some passing work there at the end. Uh, what what y'all see in this game? It was ugly. It was ugly to watch if you were Green Bay and. It was the polar opposite for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson got open at will. He was destroying since the coin toss and just looked like he was, he roasted, absolutely roasted Jair Alexander, one of the better corners in the league numerous times. Um, It's just crazy the separation that he had, and Kirk Cousins found him repeatedly to the tune of nine for 184 and two touchdowns. Unbelievable. Jefferson wanted to come out this year and establish his dominance as the best wide receiver in the game, and this is a phenomenal start. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, Dalvin Cook, 20 for 90. That's not a bad stat line. He finished the game healthy. That's something you always look forward to as well. And just Green Bay couldn't get anything done at all. They're, you know... Dobbs was their leading receiver with four for 37 yards. A.J. Dillon really, I mean, he he led the team in receiving with five for 46, but that is, ugh, ugh, it's ugly is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think they showed what what we thought they would, right? They're going to lean on these running backs. But what surprised me was Dillon out-touching Aaron Jones. Um, And LaFleur came out after the game and said he's got to get Aaron Jones more involved. Um, 
you, we know Rodgers will figure this out, right? We're we're just going to relax here. Yeah, let's let's look at week one of of last year. He got absolutely demolished. Um, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's a Hall of Famer. Discount double check. He'll he'll get it together. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones is kind of like I, I don't know why AJ Dillon got more rushes because uh, Aaron Jones got half the rushes AJ Dillon did and still logged more yards. Um, he's he's the better running back. Um, I think the film will show that, and they'll start utilizing him more. Um, plus, he's one of the few people that that you know has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know I know we had a few drops, and there's nothing Aaron Rodgers hates more than a drop pass. Um, but yeah, I th- I think you all covered it all. D- Irv Smith um, not logging a single point, two targets. Um, I know some people were high on him. I I don't I wasn't. I was indifferent. I'm not going to say that I was fading him because I wasn't. Um, yeah, Adam Thielen coming out three for 36, nothing amazing. Justin Jefferson is going to dominate that offense. So, I mean, uh, I don't really have hope for any other receivers on that team while Justin Jefferson's getting so much space. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I still don't mind Adam Thielen, but it's, it's Jetta's offense. You're right. Next, we're going to go to a game where we got a couple – couple guys that we want to talk about. Um, I, I picked this game incorrectly. Uh, shame on me. Uh, the Chiefs uh, absolutely laying the smack down on the Cardinals, um, 44-21. to 21. Um, Patrick Mahomes absolutely going nuts, um, 360 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, 77% completion percentage. I mean, Travis Kelsey out there trying to make me look stupid and fading him. Um, Juju doing great. MBS doing okay. Uh, Goni, give me that, give me that CEH breakdown. How you feel about CEH? Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was okay. It was okay. He's, he had one of the better finishes on the week for running backs. It, it came off of, you know, seven carries for 42 yards, no touchdowns. And he got it in the receiving game close to the goal line, uh, or red zone rather three for 32 and two touchdowns. Uh, this this is a game where it was kind of just spread out a lot. I mean, Patrick Mahomes throwing for five touchdowns. Tyreek who? Tyreek who? Yep. This is a game also that features a, a waiver wire pickup of the week for me personally. It's Isaiah Pacheco. He's someone I've been following since the preseason. He's grown in hype as we've gotten closer to the season. And he led the team in, in carries. He he outsnapped well, he didn't outsnap. He outcarried Clyde Edwards Hilaire twelve to seven, outrushed him sixty two to forty two, and he, he got a rushing touchdown on the ground as well. So uh, Jarek McKinnon got some play as well. I just like if CEH goes down. I think Pacheco could be very, very good, to be honest with you. And just the fact that he got more rushing work, even when he was healthy, looks good. I, I Pacheco's definitely worth a, a pickup in all leagues. But, you know, he did a lot of his work in garbage time when the game was pretty much already over with. Um, you know, this is a make-or-break year for CEH. So his back's against the wall, and he, and he looked good. He looked really good. Um, I think CEH and Saquon might be the best value in the draft, man. I mean, if you walk away with those two guys and you're starting RV spots, you felt terrible after your draft. And in week one, you probably dominated. Um, what about Juju Smith-Schuster, gentlemen? I mean, he pretty good. I, I, I Everybody ate, man. Everybody, Patrick Mahomes uh, set the table and laid out the helpings, and everybody ate. I mean, MBS, 8.8 on your bench, you're – 
you're happy about. I mean, it, Travis Kelsey just went nuts. Uh, and yeah, Juju, um, second, second, the team in receiving, um, no touchdown, but still, you know, a double digit output, which is solid. Yeah. Um, let's, let's pivot over to the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, a pretty good, pretty good day. Um, fantasy purposes. Um, James Conner, not efficient on the ground in the least bit. Um, but still, still racking up a tutty, um, and five, uh, five receptions for 29 yards. Um, so he put up a decent fantasy. Uh, no, he didn't have it. Yeah. He had a rushing tutty, um, no receiving touchdowns. Uh, as far as fantasy goes, he was okay, but he didn't look good like from a, just a football talent perspective. The offense as a whole didn't look good. Mm-mm. They're slow. They like it. Just I don't know, man. They're very ineffective, to be honest with you. Hollywood salvaged a touchdown to have a, a good day, but just the passing offense as a whole, man. You don't want to see 193 yards out of Kyler Murray. That's that's not going to get it done regardless of who you're playing, much less the Chiefs who are dropping 44 on you. So they need to go back to the drawing board. They need they need something, man. Greg Dortch led the team in receiving, 7 for 63. It wasn't Hollywood? No. It was not I, Hollywood. <laughs> Listen, I, I have to untap my scapulas here, man. Hollywood, Hollywood disappointed me. I mean, the whole Arizona offense was just atrocious. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, six targets, I with Greg Dorch getting a love, maybe when Rondell Moore comes back, he might be the guy to play in the slot. That's a, we'll see. I think he's going to take Greg Dorch's minutes. Yeah, and that brings us up to um, a divisional matchup, something that I thought was going to be a lot higher scoring. Um, Raiders um, losing uh, to the Chargers, 19-24. to uh, Devontae Adams being Devontae Adams, regardless of who's tossing on the rock. Uh, what would you all take from this game? He was good. <laughs> He was really good, man. Uh, Derek Carr, eh, eh, 295, two touchdowns, three picks. It, it wasn't great. Josh Jacobs, 10 for 57. Darren Waller, actually, you know, coming back, having yeah. a pretty solid game from last year. And going over to the Chargers side, Justin Herbert picked up right where he left off. The guy looks phenomenal. Um, Keenan Allen, unfortunately, he was tearing it up tearing it up in the beginning of the game and he unfortunately went out with a hamstring he's probably going to be out this week they have a quick turnaround a thursday night game chances are he won't get there which is a shame that's gonna be a nutty game waiver wire pick yeah they play the chiefs so it's it's gonna be a banger for sure Segway waiver wire pickup josh palmer he won the number three job outright over Jalen Guyton over the offseason. The kid's got skills. He just hasn't been able to get on the field too much. If he gets slotted in as the number two behind Mike Williams and this high-powered offense, he he could look very good. He's probably my second highest priority pickup behind Jeff Wilson this week. And then also, I mean, if you need a flyer or you're even just streaming tight ends, I mentioned him way early in the season he would have cost you nothing. Tight end, Gerald Everett, three catches, 54 yards, got himself a touchdown as well. He's available in leagues everywhere uh, for the streaming tight end guys out there. Goni, go buy yourself something really nice for calling Gerald Everett, man. Uh, that was <laughs> it's, it's a long season. I can't take a victory lap on that one yet, but it feels good after week one. That was a great call, man. I agree with you on Josh Palmer. This guy's a must-get right now. I think he's absolutely going to replace Keenan. 
What happened to Mike Williams, though? I mean, three three targets, uh, very disappointing. Um, same with Hunter Renfro. These are two guys you drafted, probably be a wide receiver, too. Uh, really let you down, and it's not like these se- these secondaries are really uh, high-powered. So pretty pretty disappointed there. I'm also disappointed in Austin Eckler. Um, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure what, you know, if it was a, a game plan from the Raiders, but could get nothing going on the ground, and he had plenty of opportunity. Um, speaking of the Raiders' backfield, we knew what that was going to be. I mean, this is a fade all year. You don't want any Raiders running back, in my opinion. Uh, Wayne, do you disagree? No, is there any no, value here? No, I'm, I'm not touching Josh Jacobs. Um, Brandon Bolden taking a few. I mean, Josh Jacobs was, I mean, he, he was efficient. efficient but I, that's just it. Devontae Adams is in town. Um, he, Darren Waller's one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, Hunter Renfro, one of the best twos in the league. This is a passing offense. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm fading it all the way. Um, Austin Eckler, I don't think people need to be too nervous about. He's never been a point guy off the ground. He's always been um, through the air. He got four targets, caught all four of his targets. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of points scored in this game. I mean, 24 to 19, I don't think anybody expected it. I think the over-under was over 50, and all of us took the over. Um, I think he'll be okay. Um, uh, he, he just needs to be a little bit more... Um, involved in the passing game. I don't think we see Gerald Everett or uh, DeAndre Carter getting the same amount of targets that Austin Eckler gets on a regular basis. Um, I don't think we're too worried about that. Um, Mike Williams is going to come up, but he just, uh, Justin Herbert just spread the ball out a lot this game. Yeah. Um, I, I repeatedly found myself yelling at the TV as to why Sony Michelle is in the game. Seven carries is seven carries too many for Sony Michelle. He went seven for 12 yards, an average of 1.7. This guy's washed. He's not good. I don't know why they signed him, even less of why they decided to put him on the field. He's he's just not good, man. Yeah, it was just the week one spread, just spreading it out, spreading the love. Um, they're going to dial it in. They're going to get their guys the ball more often because um, that's, I mean, that's how you win games. You put the ball in your best player's hands, and that's, that's not Sony Michelle and – DeAndre poop turds, whatever his name is. All right. And moving on to the Sunday night football game. Um, the easiest game to have ever been played. Uh, the most one-sided game to ever be played. Uh, the most boring game to ever The absolutely played. dominant Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the terrible garbage, uh, proverbial dumpster fire of the NFL uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's one of those games that you knew you knew the outcome before it started. I mean, I don't think a lot of people were going to um, uh, think the Cowboys would only drop three. But, I mean, uh, they suck pretty bad. Uh, Begley, you got anything you want to talk about with um, your terrible, terrible, terrible garbage Dallas Cowboys? Anything? No, I didn't realize we played this week. <laughs> they really didn't. No, nah, man. That, listen, put the stats away for a second. How atrocious was that? It was terrible to watch. It was just boring in general. It was awful all around. It was nothing like the game last year. Same result as as we said. Well, two out of three of us at least. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Leonard Fournette had his way on the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. Who saw that coming? Who saw old playoff Lenny? 
Um, bringing it to the regular season opener, absolutely shredding uh, that defense. All Swiss cheese defense. Ain't nobody worried about that, D. Mike Evans put up um, good numbers, you know, 18, pretty solid. Uh, Julio Jones um, showing signs of his old self with a few downfield catches. Didn't didn't have great uh, of a fantasy day, but, I mean, if you picked him up, you probably didn't start him, and he, he got double-digit points, well, close to double-digit points on your bench. Um, yeah, not a lot of fantasy greatness here. Um, Chris Godwin going out hurt. He really wasn't supposed to play this game and the play he went out on didn't look bad. I think it's just kind of a hamstring strain. Um, right. Goni, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, it was a hammy. It was a hammy. They're, they're usually tricky though, man. Hopefully he gets a quick recovery back and it's not a lingering issue we have to deal with from week to week basis. Yeah, just not a lot of fantasy greatness in this game whatsoever. Dak Prescott, terrible game. He's a terrible quarterback on a terrible team. Um, <laughs> um, Zeke, not a good game. Uh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, duh. terrible game. Um, CD, the thing is, dude, C.D. Lamb was targeted 11 times. I mean, stone hands. I mean, half of those were terrible passes. Um, but he had a few drops too um, that looked ugly. Dalton Schultz, he did pretty good. And I mean, um, all in all, he he put up, uh, what was it, 13 points. <clears throat> pretty solid performance for a tight end. Um, outside of that, outside of Lenny, Dalton Schultz, and, and Mike Evans, you really didn't get a lot of play, a, a lot of fantasy um, greatness out of this matchup at all. Zeke owners. Uh, people that got Zeke got great value for him. Don't panic. He's going to be okay. I think they were going to rely more heavily on the run with uh, Cooper Rush out there um, as the quarterback. Um, C.D. Lamb's going to be okay. Uh, the way Dak Prescott played, I mean, a lot. Could, Cooper Rush could be an upgrade from from the way Dak played. Man, I don't, I don't know if CD is a good long-term play this year, man. I mean, I, I think Amari Cooper did a little more than what we realized, uh, just in terms of having somewhat of a threat on the boundary, man. I mean, CD's a slot guy; it's where he's great. But Tampa just clogged the middle of the field, and he couldn't operate. For those that didn't watch the game and for some reason hadn't heard about it, Wayne's referring to Dak Prescott injuring his hands going to need surgery it's on the thumb i believe on his throwing hand and he's going to be out for six to eight weeks ergo cooper rush coming in and he will captain the the team for the next six to eight weeks and it it's not going to be looking any better for dallas cowboys fans or really cd lamb owners for sure i think we were all kind of looking at cd lamb to finally make the breakout this year and it's a little bit frustrating because now excuses are going to be made at the end of the season. Next year, he's we're going to go into the draft again, and the renewed confidence and hope of him being a wide receiver one are going to be there. Man. Oh, last year he didn't have Dak Prescott. I can already hear it, but I don't know if he's that guy. Uh-huh. He might be that guy. Dak was awful before he went out, but I don't know. What do you think, boys? I hate to disagree with you here, um, but if he if the games – if he has more games like he had with this opener, where he's dropping three, four balls a game, um, I think it's I, I think that's when CD Lamb's value starts to drop off. Is when he's 
he's he's lacking the receiving part of his job. <laughs> um, he had some he had some bad drops, um, and if he if that continues to be a consistent thing for him throughout the year, you know, it, especially with somebody like Cooper Rush, where like you have to take a good you have to make the good passes into something, and if he's dropping them, uh, I think his value is going to drop um, tremendously in the off season, but. Uh, again, week one. Cooper Rush, Begley, um, if you want to jump in, um, Cooper Rush had to start a game last season, right? Yeah, it was a Sunday night game. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was against, but uh, it was a pretty good team, man. And he, I mean, he played really well. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's competitive um, and keeps Dallas, you know, right in that 500 range all year, honestly. Um, but the formula for Dallas is going to be more Zeke Elliott, more Tony Pollard. I mean the the weapons just aren't there. Michael Gallup, speak, Michael Gallup helps CD when he comes back though because that's your outside guy. You know, CD Lamb got jammed up by Antoine Winfield. I mean they they moved uh, a safety in to cover CD Lamb and he's a lot bigger than CD. Um he's fast and I think that was like uh the thing that really clogged him up is is Winfield being um on man-to-man coverage on him almost all night. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying by any means sit your CD lamps or press the panic button just yet, but I expect, and everyone should expect to temper their expectations with the upcoming weeks here at a Cooper Rush. That's all. Press the panic button, uh, Goni. What'll happen? We'll hire Sean Payton next year, and that'll get CD in the first round. It'll get CD in the first round, and I'm sure you'll be a favorite to win the Super Bowl again, man. It's the Cowboys' way. Yeah, every year is their year, except at the end of the year when it's never their year. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Monday night football game. Um, a big old surprise. Big, uh, just uh, This week was full of surprises as far as final outcomes of the game. Um, the Broncos dropping it in Seattle, 16-17. to 17. Um, Russell Wilson putting up uh, a good amount of yards, um, only one touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith looking good. Looking great. Hey, DK Metcalf got quite a bit of targets. Um, he might not be quite the the sell that we all thought he was. I mean, I, he did. He got he got the targets. The thing is, he caught every last one of his targets uh, to the tune of of ten points. Yeah, not a lot of downfield passing. Uh, None. But no downfield passing. No. Um, and I think that's what Gino's going to give you, man. I think I think he's going to have to do his work, uh, you know, on the yards after the catch. But Goni and I smelled this one, man. It smelled like a trap. Toilet. Trap game. That being said, uh, you got Will Disley and Parkinson um, taking two touchdowns. Um, I think it's I think it's fair to say that DK will will snag one of those. Um, yeah. So you drafted him high, you know. If he snags one of those, you're looking at a 17 point performance out of him. Um, you're pretty happy with that. And, and I think, you know, mid teens, 15 out of DK, you're pretty happy. Um, if Gino can keep playing the way he played this game against a pretty good, um, Broncos defense, uh, then, then he's looking to be okay. Um, Rashad Penny, uh, Looked pretty good. I mean, 12 for 60, not a lot of uh, fantasy relevance. I mean, you're not looking um, – I, I think he had, what, eight fantasy points, eight and change. Um, so so not a lot out of the out of the backfield of Seattle, which is what we've all said from the get-go. Um, yeah. uh, Goni, tell me what you felt about the uh, Broncos backfield. Dude, it's not something you're going to see every week. It, I mean – 
the the split was 12 carries to Melvin Gordon, seven to Javante Williams, but Javante absolutely PPR'd people to yep. death. He, 11 receptions, 65 yards, crushed it. I, I don't expect that every week, but you know, seeing that out of him, Gordon got two targets to Javante's 12. So hopefully he is Russell Wilson's preferred passing back option going forward. And it's just huge, huge bump, honestly, if you're in a PPR, half PPR format. Javante, also uh, a pretty stellar stat, um, losing a fumble off a reception and a run. So that was pretty cool of him. Um, I don't think it's anything. uh, This is their running back of the future, so I don't think it's going to scare him off um, any of his volume. Um, But, yeah, that, that was kind of... That was kind of crazy is that the uh, the 1A, 1B backfield, um, as far as rushing attempts go, was was heavily in favor of Melvin Gordon. That being said, Javante Williams was more efficient. Yeah. Um, I think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton owners were very nervous in the first half. Um, yep. but, but they really picked up in the second half. Um, tied in targets, tied in receptions. Um, Jerry Judy obviously breaking off that big touchdown uh, reception, though. The big I difference. think Denver's going to get better as the year goes on. You know, yeah. I think Wilson's going to build a little better rapport, and I, hopefully, Denver's going to let Javante eat. Man, I, I don't know if the, why are they being so cautious. I mean, got to let Russ, Russ cook, man. It was it was the revenge game. All the revenge games failed. No one exacted re- revenge of, upon anyone this week. Well, wow. I feel like it was a revenge game for the Seahawks. Yeah, they played if like that's if you want to turn that table, sure. Did you did you see did you see the signs that they put on the chairs? Uh it was I saw just a couple here. Twelve man. twelve was greater than three. It was, a, it was a revenge game for them. Um yep. the twelfth man came out on top in this one. Uh that being said, Russ played good. I mean, uh one oh one QBR. Um he just I twenty nine completions for three hundred and forty yards. That's pretty solid. He had a sixty nine percent completion percentage. He played good. It's just this, this was an ugly game. Like like Melvin Gordon lost a fumble. Javante Williams lost two fumbles. Uh, one of them on the goal line. Yeah, one of them literally in the end zone. I mean, it was just an ugly game. That very if they held onto the ball, could have easily gone uh, the Broncos' way. Um, I think the Seahawks only had one turnover when DK Metcalf got stripped. Um, but yeah, there's that being said. Uh, I think we all agree that the that the Broncos are going to be a lot better throughout the year. Um, uh, is Melvin Gordon starting in a lot of lineups? And if he isn't, would you start slotting him in there? I think he's got flex appeal in the right matchup. Absolutely. Uh, he, you know, he's on he's on the field enough to be fantasy relevant. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's yep. it's all about the matchup to me, though. You know, I don't know that I'm playing him against the Chargers. You know, in, in a game where the game script's going to be Denver throwing the ball, seems like Javanta's the passing guys get on the passing work. It it twelve twelve targets. That's insane. Yeah, yeah um, that's why Alberto. I mean, not much out of Alberto or um, any Noah Fant owners. Will Disley um, led uh, the Seahawks in receiving. So sorry to all you Noah Fant owners out there. Um. Yeah, I don't even. I don't see that. I don't see that change. Even Colby Parkinson got it. <laughs> so they got the Seahawks are using every tight end on the depth chart, and Noah Fant um, was last um, in the stats out of all of them. 
sorry, Tyler Lockett's doing what we thought Tyler Lockett would do. He three receptions for 28 yards, and uh, two weeks from now he'll drop a 30-point fantasy game uh, and then a couple weeks of five-point games. So just, yeah. But that's – this was the last game. First week, a lot of crazy games, a lot of weird outcomes um, that we wouldn't have guessed. Um, our parlay was dead in the water before it even started um, with all the crazy – and we took money lines. Um, Baker, I hate you. Um, you ruined my uh, individual stat parlay. Um, I just needed three more rush yards out of you, uh, so you're forever dead to me. Um, boys, week one who, in the books. Who? Really quick before we close it up, who's your all surprise team? Fantasy, fantasy wise, tell me a week one surprise. Fantasy wise. Fantasy wise, yeah. Who? Who really surprised you? I, I'll go first. I think it's Atlanta. I think I think Kyle Pitts is going to have value this year, but Drake London looked really good against a in, in a really bad matchup, and so did Cordero Patterson. Three Falcons, fantasy relevant. Who would have thought? And Mariota was good. I, I'm going. I'll go with the Commanders, man. I, they had a, they had several receivers look good. Antonio Gibson looked like Antonio Gibson of old. Um, Logan Thomas added some value. Um, and Carson Wentz, uh, played, uh, you know, he had two picks, but he also had four touchdowns. Um, so, so I'd go with the commanders, a team that we thought was just going to be an offensive dumpster fire outside of Terry McLaurin, um, turned out to, uh, he was the worst one on the whole. several, several good fantasy performances. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, I was really, re- we were all pretty high on Jalen Hurts this year, but for them to put up 38, I know it was against the Lions. My man had zero passing touchdowns. They did it with the run game. They ate through the air as well. A.J. Brown is everything they hoped for when they traded for him and paid him that big money. Uh, if the offense keeps rolling like this, man, they're going to be phenomenal this year. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch them uh, see them play Dallas. See what happens. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we will be um, doing next week's uh, preview, taking the one o'clock games, um, posting that preview Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Um, we will be posting that. Um, so stay tuned. Um, best of luck to all you all. Um, and your waiver wire pickups. Um, hope you all get your get your guys. Uh, you give me a quick that, recap, huh? Yeah, quick recap. Uh, a, a waiver wire recap. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah I, I think I think our our consensus number one um, is Jeff Wilson. Uh, the Elijah Mitchell um, injury makes him number one. Who did we have as two? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Um, Going nuts for the Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, just looking pretty good out there to really buoy him. And we kind of put uh, – we wanted to say Jahan Dotson, but he's just so touchdown dependent. If he didn't if he didn't get those two lucky ones, he drops out. Uh, Goni, who else do we have? We got Josh Palmer at number three with Keenan Allen slated to more than likely miss this game on Thursday. He'll slot into the number two spot. Gerald Everett, if you're a tight end streamer. And then – Really, really just flyer stash just in case kind of thing. If you have a roster spot, I recommend Jordan Mason as well for the 49ers undrafted rookie running back. Pacheco. 
Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, if he's out there. If you can find him anywhere, you can probably get him in redrafts. But yeah, he'll probably only that be in redrafts. But yeah, uh, Pacheco for that. Um, I think that's our main ones. We had a few late flyers, but I, I'd rather uh, I'd rather see what happens. Um, and if Darrell Henderson's out there for whatever reason, grab grab him. Yeah, take oh. a look. He might be there. Don't let him be out there. Yep. Uh, so that is it. Week one in the books. Um, we will see you all for the week two preview. Hand surgeons for MVP. Yeah.